0: Welcome to the Geek Salad Show with your host, Randy. Like, my advice is if you're looking to get into the hobby, definitely go to a friendly local game store. Do not go to, like, a Barnes & Noble or something like that, where they do have games, but you're going to be lost. And J.A. LaRock. But with The Division, it really stuck out to me because, like, you're doing <laughs> your mission and there'll be a spontaneous bank robbery or someone's breaking into a car. <laughs> And then you just you go up and you select a person, and then you unload your clip and all the bullets miss. And you realize it's because this group that's just running in circles around the city is level 20, and you're level 14. And it's just like you're sitting there and you're stuck in this animation like And it's the guy looking at you like you have a toy. And you just it just, it just feels so wrong. The year was 1991. It was Christmas Eve in Chicago, Illinois. If you know anything about Chicago, there's a lot of cold, a lot of wind, and that day there was a lot of snow. I was just a kid sitting at home. I guess some would call me a latchkey kid. My mom, what was she doing on the 24th? She was finishing up a 12-hour shift as a registered nurse. Being surrounded by people who were sick and dying and needing help, that's something she dedicated her life to. What was I doing? Furiously scanning through a phone book. Yeah, you heard that right. A phone book. I was mapping out my plan. I had a whole bunch of ads from the newspaper and I was looking for something the only thing that mattered to me at that moment getting a Super Nintendo see there's no internet at least not in the way that people know it now so what we had to do is go through the newspaper and get all the ads and find out where you could possibly find the coveted Super Nintendo couldn't go online and just place an order you'd have to go out there and get it and remember I'm just a little kid But I knew how to do it. I had my little notebook that I used for school, and I would write down every store that was close to me. At least if I could guess that it was close to me, because honestly, I wasn't that sure. But I think I had a plan. I had all the different stores mapped out, and I even called a few to see if they had some. Of course, most of them told us that they couldn't really tell us about stocks because it could change at any moment. Probably should have listened to that, but Again, as a kid, I wasn't listening to much. I kept staring out the window, just waiting for my mom to get home. I kept thinking about how great it would be to have the Super Nintendo in my hand and be able to play it on Christmas morning. Then I heard her car coming down the street. It was really slowing. I could barely see just her headlights through all the snow falling on the ground. I actually ran out of the house to greet her before she even got out the car. To think about it now, it's, it's crazy. Even when I work from home for eight hours, I'm tired. And sometimes I don't want anyone to bother me. But imagine working a 12 hour shift and then having to drive home through the snow. And before you even open the door, Before you're even able to feel the warmth of your home, here comes this excited kid running out to you, begging for you to drive all over Chicago, looking to spend your hard-earned money. Of course, at the time, I didn't see it like that. My whole world was getting that Super Nintendo, and nothing else mattered. I didn't consider how tired my mom must have been, how she just wanted to come in and Just have something warm to drink have a little bit of food sit down on the couch and relax but she looked at me and she wasn't upset i think that she saw in my eyes that wonder that hopefulness as of a child don't get me wrong i was not one of those kids that would scream and yell to get what i want my mom definitely did not allow that i was excited but respectful so when my mom said that i need to get back inside that she needed a moment, I understood. If I had any pouts or upset on my face, I sure didn't let her see it. Not only did I not want to risk getting in trouble, but I just didn't want to risk her deciding to not get me the Super Nintendo at all. To be clear, there was never a guarantee that I was going to get it. In our family, things like that was kind of like a hint. I would say Hey mom, can I get this Super Nintendo? It's awesome, it's great. All she knew is I already had something called a Nintendo. What was this super thing added onto it? But I told her, Nintendo's old. This is new. And that's where the negotiations began. I always had a negotiation plan. A way how I would tie a bunch of birthdays and Christmases and all the other things that I I believe that justified me getting this as a reason to get it. I also told her that I could trade games with my friends and I could trade in games and it wouldn't even cost her that much once we got the system. Yeah that was the same thing I said with a Nintendo and didn't quite work out that way though I did trade a lot of games with friends and borrow games and trade in games but whenever a holiday or a birthday came around I was always begging for a game as well. My mom did come in, sit down, have something to eat, and I was in the living room bouncing off the walls waiting for her to be done. I knew what time each and every store closed, and I knew that there going to be some stores that wouldn't have the Super Nintendo, so we had to have enough time to be able to hit them all. It felt like hours, but honestly, probably was less than 20 minutes. I was jumping up and down, just so happy as she put her coat on, and we got into the car. Should've taken a moment to really embrace how beautiful Chicago can be with all the snow falling, the Christmas lights, the bustle of people going back and forth. But I was laser focused. I knew my first spot. Toys R Us. I mean, that's where you went as a kid, right? They had to have it there. I mean, right? So we got to Toys R Us and came in and it was packed. I couldn't believe how many people were coming and going. Again, I was a naive little kid. I was hoping that maybe everyone already had gotten theirs, and there was a surplus just waiting for me to get it on the last day. But as we all know, that's not how it works. A lot of people love that last minute Christmas Eve shopping. I personally never understood that, even to today. We went inside and they actually had a line for different sections. There were some toys that just weren't hot anymore. And there was no reason to set up a line there. But over in the video game section, they had sectioned it off. So that you had to actually get in line and wait to have a chance to even look to see if you could get what you wanted. And there were other things out that year besides the Super Nintendo that people wanted. But of course, I thought that everybody in line in front of me was going after my prize, my gift. So we waited and waited and waited. And anyone that has a kid or just remembers what they were like, even today, waiting was not a virtue that we had. Finally got up to where you could pick the video games. But if you remember how Toys R Us was, you didn't actually get to touch the video games. No, for security reasons, they usually kept them behind a little room in the other side near the cash registers. Completely opposite to where we were. What we got to see was a glass case that had the box, and above it were like these little plastic gloves, or pockets I guess would be a better explanation, that would hold little pieces of paper, which were like tickets. So you would reach in and you'd grab the ticket, and the ticket would say something like Super Nintendo, and it have the price on it, and maybe some statistics on the console. Then you would take that over to the cashier, pay for it, then go over to the little penalty box, and pick up the actual console. Well, of course, there was none there, and I was devastated. Even though I told myself that I knew that there was a very good possibility that they wouldn't have it there, I was still hoping that it would be a Christmas miracle. I would just be able to get it on the first try. But nope, I actually went through all the different pockets to see if someone was slick and tried to stick the Super Nintendo into another pocket, trying to fool me the last couldn't find it I was devastated but I looked at my notebook and I had my next destination I didn't even take the time to look at my mom who was really showing that she was tired but something else I didn't see was that she was determined to get me that as well so we were back on the road driving through the snow and the ice and the sleet It was cold and it was wet, it was dark. The lights, I didn't even see them. The people, I did see those. I looked at them as adversaries in my way. We decided to go over to, well I guess now it would be called GameStop, but back then it was like KB Toys. And the great thing about this mall is they had KB Toys, they had Babbage's, they had a couple of stores that could possibly have the Super Nintendo. But going to the mall, oof. I mean, it's like storming into a war zone. There were people from all over fighting to get last minute gifts, kids screaming. I wasn't one of them, by the way. I knew better, but I sure was excited. But store after store after store that we went to, they just didn't have it. I mean, not at all. You know sometimes how you can go to a place and they might have like a different bundle that costs a little bit more or something like that? Nope. In this case, the Super Nintendo was sold out completely. But I had a backup plan. See, I was a smart kid. I was the kind of kid that was good. So my mom took me everywhere with her, all her shopping places. So I knew that there were places that you could go that maybe a regular kid would not think to find a Super Nintendo. And one of those places was Sears. So I told my mom, Mom, we gotta go to Sears. I know that we went on to all these places, but they just don't have it. But, you know, all the kids go to these places, but I know where kids don't go. No kid goes to Sears, right? So again, we were back in the car. We were driving. Kept looking at my mom now, because I could actually finally start to see how tired she was. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't any type of tired that would make it dangerous to drive. But it was just that tired that any of us can have after a long day. Probably a long year too. So we pull into Sears and I was confident now. I knew that I would get it. It had to be there. No kid goes to Sears. But as we made our way to the electronics department, there was another line. I couldn't believe it. All these other kids knew about Sears too? But I could have sworn that I saw some Super Nintendos. That made me happy, even though there was kids there. Maybe there was enough for all of us. But of course, once we got closer, we found out that nope, those were just display boxes. No Super Nintendo for me. At this point, my plan is falling apart. I didn't really have anywhere else to go. I mean. There were limited options, and I didn't really think of anywhere else to go. I was sure that between Toys R Us, The Mall, and Sears, I would have had a Super Nintendo by now. But there I was with nothing. I felt as if my world had ended. Everything had fallen apart. Christmas was over. My life was over. There was my mom, who after 12 hours of driving this kid around in the middle of the night basically on Christmas Eve she saw just how devastated I was she could understand how I felt even though I didn't understand how she felt kind of walked back to the car like a prisoner being led to an execution I just wanted to go home at that point it's strange I didn't even consider that I could get it, you know, maybe on the 26th or the 28th or after the new year. But for a kid, especially back then, timing was everything. You wanted to be able to brag to your friends and tell them how you got it. I mean, most likely all your friends got it too. But you definitely didn't want to be the one who didn't. Even if it was sold out, if one of your friends got it and you didn't, then there was something wrong with you. So I was sulking in the car. Everything was gloom and doom, even though we were just hours away from actually hitting Christmas. But then my mom said, hey, why don't we try one more store on the way home? I don't even know if I heard her exactly, because I was just all in my head with sadness. But she drove over to Montgomery Ward. Now, that store I haven't been to that many times, just because it wasn't a place that we would go to. it's It was kind of like a Sears kind of store, if you guys don't know Montgomery Ward. But for the most part it really didn't have much of an electronic section, at least not back then. I mean we're talking about maybe like a tiny booth. So even if they had a Super Nintendo, they'd probably have like what, five? So there's no chance I was gonna get it. But my mom was willing, even after all that time, After all the energy, after how tired she was, to make that one last stop on the way home to see if she could get me that Super Nintendo. So we went in, and we made our way up. And it was, like, in the corner. It's so weird if you think about, like, how stores are laid out, because... This wasn't profiled, like the electronics section was almost like an afterthought in the corner, like, okay, I guess we'll sell a VCR or two and see what happens. So we go up to the counter and we ask the lady if they have any Super Nintendos, and, I mean, normally when we walk into a store, my eyes are wide and, you know, I have that childlike wonder as I'm looking around at everything. But no, I basically walked all the way there with my head down, barely paying attention to anything, even the fake Santa that they had. But then the lady said, Oh yeah, we have some. I definitely heard that. I mean, you would have thought that I won the lottery. My eyes perked up. I started bouncing up and down. I was so excited. I was going to get it. Victory. Christmas was saved. My life was saved. But here's the thing. Back then, credit cards still, at some places, weren't accepted everywhere. And at this place, they didn't actually accept... The Discover card. And that was the only card that my mom had at the time. She definitely didn't have the cash. And it wasn't like we could just go to an ATM. It just wasn't like that back then. I was devastated. Again, my life was over. I had reached that victory point. And then had snatched away. I didn't know what to do. I basically lowered my head and was about to walk out again. when my mom asked, well, do you accept checks? And the lady's like, well, no, we, we really don't. Especially for a purchase this expensive. Which again, you have to understand the time. You have to understand the store. But then my mom's like, well, can you just see? So she invited the manager over to talk to my mom. And the manager said, well, uh, do you mind if I look at your check? Now, for those of you that don't understand that point nowadays, when you get a book of checks, you can get like a lot, you know, you can get from like one to a thousand, right? But back in the day, that check number, it actually meant something like how many you wrote. So if you had written like maybe 70 or 80 checks, didn't really mean that much. But if you had written like thousands of checks, that meant something. Because back in the day, they would only give you a certain number of checks and it certainly wasn't a thousand. And you really couldn't skip ahead. You know, like if you lost your checks, you were supposed to report it. You didn't just say, oh, I'm going to go from writing check number 10 to check number 900. It didn't work like that. That check number was kind of like your credit rating to show that you were able to write all these checks successfully without them being rejected. I think my mom was like in the three thousands and that was her credit and so the store manager approved it and said okay sure we'll accept your check and again just to keep in mind there was no verification system of that you know there was no that check verify program or anything like that I mean basically they put it in the computer but the computer just prints a little receipt on the actual check so that they could cash it later but the number was what did it now at the time I didn't understand any of that <laughs> all I knew was that my mom was awesome she was able to get something I wanted with all my heart and I hugged not her <laughs> but the Super Nintendo box. On the way home, I held it like a puppy. I was so excited. Got home and I wanted to hook it up, but my mom was like, nope, you gotta wait till Christmas morning. I put it down next to the tree, unwrapped, and just stared at it for a moment. But I think that that's when it actually started to kick in. Because I turned around and I saw my mom was looking at me, looking at the Super Nintendo. And that's where I could see the happiness and joy in her face. She felt just as happy, just as joyful, that I was happy, that I felt having the Super Nintendo. I gave her a hug and I thanked her for everything. Now I'm not gonna pretend that I fully understood the gravity of how she felt, how tired she was, what she sacrificed for me at that moment. I did appreciate and love her for what she did but it was years later that I realized exactly what it meant for her to work that hard and then come home and be able to go through all that with this kid who just wanted electronics and that was a lot of money back then especially for nurses they're not paid that much life wasn't easy but something like that it's not only made my Christmas It made my year, and I could tell by the look on her face, it made hers too. I tell this story because I want to honor my mom for taking the time to do that, for caring for me. Not just for buying me something material, but that she actually really, really loved me and cared about my feelings. And a lot of times, you forget that. She's been gone for a while now. But I never forgot all the things that she's done for me. And I think that's important, especially now with COVID and all the politics stuff and now the holidays, that people need to take a moment to realize how people feel, what people do for you. It's important. And if you have someone out there who has done something for you, talk about it. If you can... Get with them. Tell them thanks. Give them a hug. And if there's someone in your life that you can help out, that you can get something for, that you can make someone happy, do it. Because I can tell you, in the end, you'll feel just as happy as if you received the gift. Thank you for listening to my Christmas story. I'm J. A. LaRock. And from the Geek Salad family to yours, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays and have a wonderful new year.